Welcome to the Thought Boss Podcast. This is your host, Nicole. I'm here to show you that all the help you need is already inside of you and that you're far more powerful than you give yourself credit for. I'm glad you're here. Now let's turn you into a Thought Boss. Episode 12, To Everyone Who Has a Past. Hey, you guys, what's up? I'm pretty thrilled to be talking to you today about this because sometimes when you write from a place of energy and excitement, I think it just carries so much better. So I'm here to lay it down for you. If you have a past, if you've been adopted, if you've been in foster care, if you can think of memories in your past that are hurtful, this episode is exactly for you. So we're going to skip over all of the parts where I tell you how awesome you are and how valuable and loved you are. I'm getting right into it. I talk to women all the time who either have a really tough past to make peace with or they've been adopted or they've been in foster care, which is really the same thing. There's things in their past that they wish weren't there and they have fear about them and they have doubts about them and all these beliefs. They're all the same thing. We all have something in our past that bothers us because of what we make it mean about ourselves, okay? So I talk to these women And they don't understand their self-worth. Self-worth is never about being better than anybody else. It's not about making yourself look good or going out there and being really cocky and flashy. Self-worth is about realizing that you just have worth just by being you, by being alive. Your life is a miracle. You have the power to create any kind of life you want. You have an imagination. You have this creative power. Your brain, even as just a baby, is more powerful than any computer that's ever been invented. As a baby, you come out as a miracle. You cannot be duplicated. Even if there's a person in the world who looks like you, or they sound a little bit like you, or even a lot like you, there are never two people who are exactly alike. When a person dies, the world will never have a person like them again. This is why your life is valuable. There are things to do in this world that can only be done by you. For some people, that's kind of an overwhelming thought. Sometimes you hear that and you think, oh my gosh, if I have like a mission or a purpose, it has to be something really big. I have to be on a stage and I have to solve world hunger or I have to, uh, thousands or millions of people have to know me or know who I am. I have to be a Tony Robbins or a Rachel Hollis. But life was never about fame, and it's not about being well-known. The real purpose in life comes from using your gifts, whatever you were sent here with, as small as you may think that they are, to bless the lives of other people and animals and the planet Earth. Okay, whatever you feel drawn to, that is where you should go. And then you create and you serve and you love with all of your heart. That is where your purpose comes from. Trying to be something or someone you're not because you think their life is more valuable or their mission is bigger or more important is where you lose your power. Now, I want to talk about some of the things that might be holding you back from being your best and most authentic, true to you 
self. Number one, if you're adopted or you've been in foster care ever, it may be the thought that you don't belong anywhere. And this isn't just for people who have been adopted. This happens in every family. If you feel different than your own family, side note, one time, this is really funny. I love this family. They are amazing people. But all their kids were valedictorian of their class, except for one. The one person who was never valedictorian felt like the black sheep of their family. And I just thought that sounded so funny, but it can happen to absolutely anybody. If you feel like you're different in some way, you can feel like you don't belong, right? I have had that thought before and it shows up all the time. It shows up again every time my in-laws come to visit. And it's funny to watch myself believe this thought again. I feel like I don't belong, like I'm not wanted or that I don't have anything to offer or anything valuable and that things would be better without me around. And that comes from a belief that I guess I still hold somewhere inside of me. So your brain is trying to do you favors, right? It's trying to help you out. It tries to think of reasons why things happen, okay? It tends to go to the place though where there's something wrong with you to explain why things happen. It comes from your brain's natural tendency to feel fear. Your brain thinks fear is a useful feeling and it is because it protects you, at least physically, but fear gets us in trouble when our fear is, what if I'm not loved? What if I'm not doing enough? What if I'm not good enough? What if people don't care about me? What if they don't value what I have or who I am? So when you ask the question, why was I given up? Why don't I fit with my family? Your brain offers you fear-based reasons about why you're not enough, that you're a second or third class or whatever human, that you're not lovable, that something is wrong with you. Rejection equals that you're a reject. You're, you're defective somehow, right? You can get so caught up in your own story. Well, we all do, right? We can get so caught up in our own stories. That's what we do, that we let them hurt us for the rest of our lives. We have believed so long that our circumstances create our worth and our value. And being abandoned becomes part of who we are, of our identity. And then for the rest of our lives, we see everything through that lens. And the belief is strengthened until it becomes our very core of who we believe we are. So unfortunately, if you know the model that I've taught you, the rest of your life is based on that belief. Your belief will continue to create feelings and your low vibe and self-sabotaging actions will manifest a result in your life that you wouldn't have chosen if you were given the option. So what I'm about to say to you today is not easy to hear. And the reason it's not easy to hear is that when we finally take responsibility for our lives, it becomes scary. When we realize that we've been creating the life that we have with our thoughts, we may feel a lot of regret and some sorrow for the life that we've had. The hardest part of transformation is seeing yourself as the responsible party for every result you get in your life and then choosing not to blame yourself choosing to just have compassion and love for yourself and move forward from a place of grace. You cannot go back and change the past. You can't change the actions of others. You can't change your own actions. You can't go back and change a single thing that happened. 
But what you can do is start to look at the past from a place of love and compassion, which becomes empowering. You can choose to change the way you look at your memories and the circumstances of your past and see what you have to be grateful for in them. And at first, it's really difficult. For me, at first, it was nearly impossible to believe that being put in foster care and being there for four years was a neutral circumstance, that it wasn't good and it wasn't bad. It just was a circumstance. But I have adopted the belief that it all happened to help me, that it was all for my benefit, that my life is rigged in my favor. And when I truly believe that, it's impossible to hold on to the thought that things should have been different. It's impossible for me to continue hating or cursing or regretting. I just trust that it was all part of my journey. So another belief that holds us back is believing that things would have been better if they had been different. When we look at a circumstance, our brain is so good at pulling out all the things that are wrong. Have you ever done one of those little picture puzzles where you look for the things that are missing or what are the things that are different? Your brain is naturally really good at those things because it's used to looking for things that are wrong or that are different so that you can be aware, so that you can be cautious, so that you don't get hurt. Your brain is just trained to find those things because it wants to make sure that you stay safe and that your life is preserved. Your brain does an excellent job of keeping you alive. Now, our imagination is funny too because when we imagine the future and the possibilities or when we compare our lives to the lives of everyone else, we only see the good things. So when we look at the past, we see the terrible things. When we look at the future, we only see the good things. We say, if this had happened, then all these good of things, these good things would have happened. We believe that only good things happen to people who are happy and that those who have whole families with no drama and don't have anything scary or regrettable in their past, and they have two loving, caring, amazing, perfect parents, have perfect, charmed lives. They have no need to be upset or hurt because, wow, look at their lives. They've got it all better than you ever had. But we fool ourselves when we believe that something other than what we have is somehow better. It's the function of our brain that keeps us reaching for more, but it's a two-edged sword and it can make us feel ungrateful and never satisfied. If things were different, they would still be hard. There would be good times and there would be bad times and that's exactly how it's supposed to be. People would still get depressed and hurt and angry and you'd still go into adulthood with some sort of childhood issues, something that you would have to get over, just like every other normal person. Girl, I know exactly what you're going through. I feel it and my heart has broken for you. I have felt abandoned. I have had a hard time bonding with my adopted parents and I have felt the tug to know my biological family. I have wondered what things would have been like had my parents been able to or chosen to keep me in their lives. None of those thoughts have ever produced feelings that I want to work from though. They never have given me feelings that fuel my future. Now, this doesn't mean that you should just abandon those thoughts or those memories. The first thing I recommend that you do is you go through your painful memories and you start to do models on them. 
If you follow me on Instagram, I do models all the time. I write down the circumstance and the thought and the feeling and the action and the result. And it's only about you and what you were thinking and doing and feeling and what your result is. So you write it down and the circumstance has to be neutral. And you connect your thought all the way to the result that you're getting today. Because the thoughts that you're thinking about your past are still creating results today. Your result is never caused by your circumstance. The fact that your parents gave you up. The fact that your parents fought a lot or that your big brother beat you up. It is always caused by your thoughts about your circumstances. Then after you've done a model, I want you to ask yourself if those thoughts are true. What have you made those things mean about you, those circumstances? And are those things about you really true? You have to really think about it and you have to be honest with yourself. And if you're honest with yourself, you're going to come to the conclusion that they're probably not true. I know you want to hold on to them. I know you want to fight this because your brain thinks that they're serving you in some way. The way that your brain thinks that they're serving you is that they give you plenty of ammo when you go looking for excuses as to why things aren't going right in your life, why that boyfriend dumped you, why you didn't get the job, why you live on your friend's couch. They take all the responsibility away from you and they give it to that choice that your parents made to give you up for adoption or to fight with each other or to lose you at Disneyland, whatever it is that's traumatizing you. It's nice not to feel responsible for your life. That's why your brain wants to hold on to these beliefs. You get to keep not showing up and you get to keep underachieving based on the fact that you were dealt a bad hand and there's nothing you can do about it. That's how those thoughts are serving you. That's how your brain thinks that they're serving you. That's why your brain is going to try so hard to hold onto them. But they're hurting you in the long run. The next thing that I recommend is sorting things out and having a good cry. Whatever you feel was unfair or hurtful or wrong about your past, whatever thoughts are causing you the most pain, those are the thoughts that are going to be gold. You take those thoughts one at a time and you cry over them. You scream over them. You get angry over them. Focus on just one thought at a time and you say it only once and see what emotion it brings up for you. And then you just focus on feeling that one emotion. If you feel abandoned, if you feel hurt, if you feel some kind of pain, feel it in your body. Where does it exist in your body? And let it be there. Allow it. Stop resisting it. If you want some help on feeling your feelings, I do talk a lot more about this in podcast two. It's a whole entire episode just on how to feel your feelings, okay? Because your feelings or your emotions, really, they exist inside of your body, not inside of your mind. And they need to be released and lived through. Allow yourself to see what angry feels like, what abandoned feels like, what hurt or lost or scared feels like. And feel it from a place of cleanliness, This has to be clean pain. Clean pain is pain that is ultimately healing, where you can see how somebody not being with their parents anymore would feel sad, and you just feel that. Dirty pain is what you want to avoid, and it's dirty pain is when you continue to spin in the really unhealthy thoughts, and you make 
make them way more dramatic and make them mean something else about you that was never said and you unnecessarily hurt yourself and you just make it worse, okay? So allow yourself to feel some clean pain and let it wash over you. Lean into it and trust that leaning into the pain and allowing it is gonna be healing. I promise you're not gonna get lost in it. You will come out on the other side, okay? And on the other side, you're going to see how all the feelings you've never allowed yourself to feel are all part of the human experience. And there's this real sense of satisfaction, of peace that comes over you when you have leaned into the hard thing and then you've gotten through it. After you've let yourself feel all the emotions that come up for you, I recommend going back through your memories, the ones that are especially painful are where you're going to want to give extra time and energy. It's so hard. I know it's hard. It's hard to let yourself go there. But ask yourself, what belief about yourself are you still believing? What have you adopted from that memory? Is it that you aren't valuable? Is it that you aren't loved? That you aren't worth taking care of? Look at those thoughts. Ask yourself, is it true? Can you absolutely prove that it's true? Can you? And then finally ask yourself, who would I be without that thought? What would this situation be like if I wasn't even able to think that thought or any thought like it? What would the memory be like? So after you've spent time taking an emotional inventory of your memories, you've got to move on to your limiting beliefs. You look at all the thoughts that you've written down that aren't serving you. And then you do a turnaround. You write down, I am lovable. I am valuable. I am worth worth taking care of. And then you let your brain look for evidence that those things are true. You ask yourself, is there any way that this is true? Can I find any evidence that I am lovable? Has anybody ever loved me? Yeah, I could see that. Has anybody ever taken care of me? Yeah, they have. I'm worth taking care of. And this is so hard and such good work because Your whole life, your brain has been gathering evidence to support the thoughts that are hurting you. It has been feeding your story with all the things that happen to you and the things that other people do. And it puts it through that lens of not being loved and not being enough. It turns everything it sees into more evidence that those beliefs are true. The brain wants to be right and it wants to be right at all costs. Most people have never taken the time or even known that they can watch their thinking and that they can actually answer their brain back. Did you know that you don't have to believe all the thoughts that your brain gives you? Did you know that what is true is just what you believe is true? Did you know that you get to pick the thoughts that you latch onto? You can pick the ones that you like the most and you can just believe them. And nobody can tell you that you're wrong. It takes courage to turn around all of our limiting and sabotaging beliefs about ourselves and turn them into what we want to be true. Once you flip the narrative, though, your brain will continue to do its job. It will, te- it will do what you tell it to do. If you tell it to look for evidence that you're loved and that you're guided and you're worthy and you're good, 
it will find evidence for that. You have to keep telling it to look for that evidence, but it will find it and it will start to create a new collection, a collection of thoughts that serve you and beliefs that serve you. Those are the thoughts that turn you into the person that you were born to be. Those are the ones that are empowering and they invite light and goodness and progress into your life. The best part about knowing that you are 100% responsible for your life is knowing that you have the power to create whatever you want. You realize that you can create all that sadness and depression and fear and regret. And if that's true that you can create that, then that means you can also create all that love and the light and the acceptance and fierceness, bravery, trust, security, and stability that you want. Owning your life is the transformation that you're looking for. It is totally available to you. You guys, I am here waiting for you to reach out. I know it's hard. I know it takes faith. And it gets worse before it gets better. But it's progress and it's moving forward and it will change your life. It is beyond worth it. All good things are hard, but they're always worth it. You deserve, and I really mean that you deserve, to be free from the difficulties and fears of your past. You deserve to walk with confidence, to know that who you are as an individual is unlike anyone else. You are one who can love and serve and create as nobody else can. And if you have limiting beliefs, it's holding you back from being that person. Girls, if this rings true to you, I want you to love yourself enough to reach out to me. Ask yourself if this is the life that you want to be living. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on my website. I will hop on a call with you. We will make a plan to get you where you want to be. You get to choose. Your life is up to you. It takes time. It could take days or weeks or months. But in the end, all the work is worth it. Because you get to take control of your life and your past does not have to define you anymore. I am so excited for you guys to do this work. It has changed my life. And I am here as a friend. I love you. I will take care of you. This is your life. This is your chance and your opportunity. I'll see you next week, guys. Love ya. Hey, thanks for listening. For more help with specific problems, visit thoughtbosscoaching.com sign up for a free coaching consultation to see if coaching is right for you. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time.